Hello and welcome to another episode of Coffee and Crits. I am your host Aaron Washington and I am here with my co-host Nick. Hey. What's going on man? Uh, everything's great. Everything is great. Good cup of joe. Weather's Good not stuff. bad. Weather is not bad. It we even better in here because we have air conditioning. Fair enough. That is the perfect weather. <laughs> <laughs> we have conquered Always. weather. All right. So uh, we are doing campaign stuff. Uh, so we're going to talk about encounters today. All right. Because, you know, fights happen. Fights do happen. They definitely do. So uh, when we talk about encounters, like, so when you hear the word encounter, the first thing you think of is a fight. A, a fight. Yeah. Right. Uh, which we'll definitely dive into, but there are other aspects of encounters. 100%. Yeah, because not every encounter is going to be a fist fight. Yeah, and sometimes fist fight turns into something else Yeah, through, through role play and such. Right, you know. Um, so one could almost say an encounter is any time the players have to uh, confront something or someone solve a problem solve in a manner of speaking yeah yeah so encounters can be handled different ways so but for right now we're just going to talk about the fighting part sounds good to me okay uh specifically the fighting part in fifth edition uh we can briefly talk about the difference in other games in this one but 5e um you hear a lot about encounters in 5e yeah you hear a lot about players in fight in, in encounters in 5e definitely uh, I don't know why. Uh, I don't. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to back me up on this because yeah. I'm not sure if I'm not like. There are so many complaints about players in battles in Fifth Edition. Yeah, there's just a lot of them. Yeah, you don't hear about how overpowered the monsters are. You always hear about how tough the party is to challenge. Um, yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of that, and uh, which is weird. Like I, I don't know. Like, um, like is is that a is that a problem that like that other games have uh i mean every game is going to have a little bit of an issue with that it, it really depends um on the edition as well as the type of game but if we're sticking with D as the reference point um i feel like the monsters um the expectations of them and the expectation of the encounter has changed from like second edition up to fifth now right um, right so in fifth edition um the cr of the monster is based on other things um, mostly it's defensive defensive capabilities and um, offensive capabilities being kind of averaged out. Uh-huh. Um, and it's based around having a a, a third-level party. Or I'm sorry, not a third-level, but a, blah, 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 a party where three players... So if the CR is level three, um, that's for three level three characters yeah. right there. Whereas in, in fifth, uh, not four, fifth, uh, third and fourth, I think, um, it was like four. You yeah, can, I think I think I think it was like five. a I think it was a four party encounter table, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I haven't looked at the book in a long time, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Yeah, and um, and in fifth edition as well, you know, the monsters don't um, really cover because feats are considered optional. Yeah, um, they don't factor in the feats, um, but some of them do factor in whether or not you have the right gear. So it can be a little different to balance because in three point five, you hoped for the gear. But okay, so I'm I'm not sure if this is true or not, but I heard like some monsters in three five in their monster manual they expected you to have x amount of magical items to oh, yeah. even no, 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 contend no with them. Yeah, um, that's why if you start off at like level ten, you got a good chunk of money to spend if the DM went right, 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 book, right. Because even course. even um in uh in the Pathfinder book, 
uh, if you make a character that's above level one, there's a gold amount oh, yeah. uh, for them to gear up. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely feel that in Pathfinder, like they expect you to, they especially, expect you to gear up, especially because that um, becomes because you know an arms race right there. Because like I, I coming from another system, I, I thought uh, my AC being at 18 was solid. It's not really good. It's good low level. It's good. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 yeah. So it was good at low level. But once we were like eight or nine, that 18 didn't mean anything. No, no. And that was, that's uh, Pathfinder and 3.5, they uh, have a much different uh, scaling for. Yeah. uh, Like, I, I, it was hard for me to get used to because I thought I was safe at that. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not really. No. Because I'm getting hit for like 27s constantly. Exactly. And and 28s, 27s. And I'm like, hold up. I mean, granted, I was a caster, so my AC was going to be low. But still, I was like, oh, there's some things I need to get. I needed, I didn't have rings of protections. I didn't have any armors of protections. Um, my armor was just like a, like a glamour. It was not even a plus one armor. There was a lot of stuff I had to do to get that AC up. Yeah. To get and that AC up. And you had to get your attack up too, to a point. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, but luckily it's, you know, for like fighters, it's, you know, every level your, your plus two attack goes up. Yeah. Uh, um, being, being the caster, uh, luckily I was mostly dealing with touch AC, which if you do not know, um, touch AC is, uh, in Pathfinder differs from like the AC with the armor. It's uh, essentially like the AC it would take to just like apply, like pre- or reach out and like touch a person over yes. trying to strike them yeah. offensively. Magic goes against touch AC. Also, firearms go against touch AC. Yeah, that's just to show how how well they penetrate more than anything. Right, um, right. To simulate that. Now, if we move to fifth. You don't have the crazy numbers anymore, and I think they no. did that intentionally. Well, um, I mean, it, it, it makes it easier. It makes numbers. it it makes it easier to play. It makes it easier for other people to play. Um, the number grind on a character sheet is uh, like mm, I don't even know if I could have made a Pathfinder character that wasn't level one. I'm so glad we started at level one. It would have yeah. been ridiculous for me not knowing what to do. Yeah. So I mean. Fifth edition definitely made the numbers easier, and oh, it reflects yeah. it in the monsters and things like that too. It it, it really does. Um, and going back to you know how tough the monsters are in, in fifth, I mean, you got to think there's a different scaling um, because of now things like advantage, which didn't exist, used to be. Yeah. You would just get also plus two al- to hit. also an optional rule. Also advantage optional. advantage is also an optional rule. Yeah. So I mean. Advantage when flanking. So, you know, when they, when they made the monsters, they had to think about that. So, you know, you right. got to be like, where exactly are you going to be at? And you will find um, a lot of people play generally, I, I would, on, I, on average, four or five players. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And that one extra player can make all the difference, especially if it's a solo monster. Without oh, any yeah. Um, man, solo monsters uh, in 5th edition, um, one or two things happen. Uh they get one attack before the party uh, gang bangs them and yeah. they die. Yeah. And that, and if they're strong enough to withstand that one or two rounds of damage, then more than likely every turn they've done something, they've dropped a player because they have, they're that strong 
Because any usually yeah. that a creature strong enough to take that whole round robin of actions it means that they hit like brick shit. Houses. Yeah, use yeah, yeah, yeah. Because their damage output is also insane. So I, I see I see a lot of people like you know I don't want to one shot them every time the creature swings, but I definitely don't want uh, the creature just to kind of get circle circle like circle yes. circle banged with like swords yeah. and magic and pelted and, down and a lot of that also the cr i do believe um and i can't remember where i read it it might have even just been in the book um the cr um also factors in the thing in its element they expect you to have the the encounter happen in a place that's native ad- advent- native native to, native the, creature. to the creature ha- advantageous to the creature um not always but you know for like Oh, like blights, you know, you're not going to find a lot of desert blights. No. Um, blights are meant for certain terrain. Yeah. Um, and they are meant to um, and act in that terrain to their advantage. Right. Because they are, that's where they live. That's yeah, where they yeah, breathe, yeah, yeah. That's where they fight. That's where they feed. Yeah. Like if you, if you're, you know? if you're using shadows, the place should have some darkness for them to have cover, some small spaces for them to creep, you know, you, you, shadows not out in the open. In the yeah. middle of light, you yeah, know, yeah, you know, shadows are gonna—they're—they're they're trying to sneak up on you. They're not gonna just, you know, hop out of the shadows and go, "Aha, yes, I'm here." What? That—that's how shadows work. <laughs> That—that's how they um, work. Nick. And you can actually make the encounter even harder by upping the ante on that stuff. So, for instance, with shadows, you know, you can have obviously they can be played in a dark room. Or a dimly lit room where there's a lot of shadows being cast. Um, I know me and Mike um, used the same trick at one point, where because they can move through any space that's one inch, uh, I believe in diameter, um, that I had a graded floor, and the shadows would come out, swing, go back in. Okay. Come out, swing, go back in. Okay, because then that forces because, players to hold and, and wait for them yeah, to come out and yeah, things like and that. Yeah. Is, it, is it a little unfair? Yeah, but that's the way the encounter was designed to be in favor yeah, of any, the any, anyone, not in favor of the players. Anyone who puts shadows in a dungeon would do something like that because they want the shadows to kill the intruders, too. Yeah, like you want them to be at their best. And, so, yeah. and I think that's a problem some people have, honestly, is, you know, I've got this monster, I want them to fight tactically what do i do with it you know did you give it an advantage a home field advantage is it in the is the advantage in the party's favor because it's just not in its natural habitat Mm -hmm. you know it depends on how it's being used and that can really affect in my opinion the yeah the 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 relative seat cr of it yeah um i definitely am about playing i place play creatures to how they are like um if the dungeon ma- if the monster manual, sorry, doesn't give you enough information on the creature's tactics, there are tons of references from older editions. You can Google uh, how monsters fought, so like kind of deal like that. So you know, for instance, if they're feral type creatures, dog type creatures, they fight in packs, then fight them like packs. Don't have them solo a guy. Have them run up on a target pick him off and then move on. Yeah. You know, um, I know that you're trying to do your best, but if so, if a party is ambushed by wolves, the wolves, maybe a wolf will try the heavily armored guy. Oh, he's tough, but there's a person in the back wearing clothes. Let's grab that one. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, if they're, they're smart enough, they're going to make those kind of decisions. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, just because 
they're trying to, you know, especially if they're, they're trying to eat, if they're trying to, if they're attacking for food, you know, they don't attack the, they don't, you know, even if it was like a herd of animals, they don't attack the strong big one in the front. They go after the stragglers in the back. Yeah. They go after the ones they look like they can kill and yeah. carry off. That's how it is in nature. That I mean, that's how those yeah. that's how those animals hunt. They pick off the stragglers. They pick off the weak ones. Yeah. And so, so converting that into a fight. Yeah, you know, it, it'll it'll you know, make the party it'll make the party have to adjust. Yes. Oh man, now your tank has to stay with the caster because now you have to keep these things off of him. You know, yes. and that'll give your battle some dynamic. Um, as far as solo monsters are concerned, I don't solo monsters often yeah yeah uh, i don't usually build solo encounters often um sometimes they can be random but normally i don't i don't i don't like doing one monster by themselves like some monsters can handle it monsters with legendary actions can handle it yeah because they have the multiple actions to kind of make up for the fact that they're not alone but when it comes to just a solo monster he has no he has a multi-attack but no legendary actions or anything like that I usually don't allow. I usually don't like them to be alone. Yeah, in and, a and, conflict. And honestly, if I like to use solo monsters as like little mini bosses or lieutenants, or something that you have to get through to get to the next fight. Yeah. Or if it's in a dungeon, a solo monster walking the halls. Oh, you encounter it. It fights you. If you kill it, you kill it. If not, it's going to go back and keep roaming. Yeah. So solo monsters, I think, are not. I think they're good for boss fights. I mean, and they have their the places. They have their places, um, but with solo monsters, it really does depend on how large your party is. Yeah, if you've I got agree. a group of three people, a solo monster is going to be a decent challenge. But if you get up yeah. of like five and six, give them a couple of little minions to kind of help even the playing field. Yeah, if you if the encounter is meant to be more difficult. Right, right, right. Totally agree. Totally agree. Like, because when I when I build encounters, um. I often also like I, I modify creatures all the time. Like I think we both discussed this multiple times. We we modify creatures. Oh yeah. Um anytime we've read about people having problems with a certain creature, we modify that creature. Um there was a video that um oh god, I'm I'm gonna say his last name wrong. Uh, Matthew Corvell. I think I no, I got it right. Is it Colville? Colville. Yeah, thanks, see, see I knew I would get it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh Colville, Colville. Mm. That gentleman, but that that, that wonderful gentleman. Oh, yeah. uh, I love listening to him. But um, he took a a, a goblin uh, a goblin boss mm-hmm. and he modified it. He gave him like cool actions where he could spend his bonus action to call in another like mook goblin. Yeah, which was really awesome. And then he had a move where uh, it was like his one he can only do on a recharge. And he pretty much was just like shouting at. It was kind of like the goblin, the goblin uh, chief or goblin lord, would shout at the small ones, and then they could use their reactions to move and reposition themselves. Mm. More like him shouting, like "You get over there," you know, that kind of thing. That's cool. And then he had another recharge that allowed them to just to get one basic. Yeah, yeah, and those are good. That that makes it like that's that a good made fight. that like, with that goblin boss, and like he had a limit. Like he could summon, like I think. Every like the the starting goblins were like full goblins HP, but the ones he was bringing in were only at like half health, and it was just really dynamic. And I yeah. just it, it would make a really interesting fight. You can do that to creatures 
to make them more interesting. Absolutely. You know, if, if you if it's a creature and it doesn't have legendary actions, but he's your boss that time, just give him one. You don't have to give him, you know, yeah. the full set. Give him one legendary action. Give him one cool little and technique. Don't even be afraid to change the encounter as it's happening. Yeah. Don't don't feel like you can't do that. If if they're if you're trying to make it fun and exciting, by all rights, the players or especially the characters should not know you know, the attack of the creature, the hit points of the creature. Right. That should be a mystery. And I mean, obviously when you get to AC, you can kind of figure it out. Yeah, based but, on what's hitting and what's that, not. But how how healthy it is really is dependent on on the DM. You know, if you want to yeah. go straight by the book, you know, that's fine. But I've done it before where I pulled a monster out and I'm like, all right, I'll start him with max HP. Like, and see where that goes. Yeah. All right. Um, the party starts getting the beat down on it and I don't think it's doing much. Okay. I'll tack on a few more hit points or I'll give it a frenzy state or I'll do something off the wall. You know, it reckless attacks or like, something. Yeah. Reckless like. attacks, something like that. Um, to make it more challenging and more fun. Cause, um, I don't know about everybody, but you know, I don't want all my encounters to be easy breezy. Nick, I, I you, like the suspense. Nick, you, you don't have easy counters to begin with. Well, hold on now. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Like, I mean, it's true. <laughs> uh, no, no, like, so. no, no, straight up, straight up, straight up. Like he doesn't, <laughs> his encounters are, uh, more, more than not are pretty, 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 pretty full, pretty solid. Well, thank pretty, you. Pretty, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty tough. Yeah. Pretty tough. He, uh, yeah. I, I mean, like, I like making people sweat sometimes, man. Yeah. I mean, they, they, you know, there, there are but different, there's a time and a place. Yeah. Though. There's different scenarios. Like, there are certain places that are just more dangerous, and so the monsters reflect such. It's, it's oh yeah, it's one of those kind of things. Um, I mean, like I, I, I do like roaming enemies, and sometimes like that, and then sometimes I've made monsters that, you know, they slap three or four characters before that you guys like get a handle on them. I mean, yeah, yeah, that happened inside the keep. Like it was just like oh, you know, there were. You know, those monolith soldiers that were walking around slapped a few people a few times and before you got it yeah. down. Because, <laughs> like, um, what I did was I took the monolith, uh, like the hollowed... They're kind of like... Uh, they're from the Tome of Beasts. They are not animate armors. They have, like, like a, almost like a spirit, like, within them. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. And they are bonded to the castle. So, within the castle, they can shift through the stone and they can, like, kind of do, like, almost like a misty step. So what happened was when the battle started, everyone kind of ran, every like melee character ran to rush and then the other ones ran to rush. And I had the commander face through the walls and he just went into the back because all my casters, all my rogues, they all ran to the immediate back end of the dungeon and then he comes out of the wall and he starts smacking them around. Yeah, no, and it's good monster tactics. It's just... Yeah, in I mean, my opinion, that's I mean, the tactics. thing, the thing had a, the thing had like an intelligence of uh, sixteen. I think so. I believe, and not to mention, I also uh, gave them like a, a recognition. Like, so when people started casting magic, it started targeting the casters. It's just what it did. Yeah. yeah. Um, something I had just wrote down it like it targets casters if they start bombarding them with spells. Yeah. Because be honest, they really couldn't have that. So there's another thing with uh, encounters. Your spellcasters. Yes. Both enemy spellcasters and your player spellcasters. Because it becomes a, a, a game after a certain level. Yeah. Of what can get through. Yep. 
what's going to get countered? How do I what, bait this yeah. out? How do I, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the bad guy or, or good guy, whoever it is, they're going to know that, all right, this is another spellcaster. It's time to play a little game of chess. Yeah. You know, you got... How's they doing? What are they going to cast next? When are they going to cast this thing that they might be able to cast because they might be a certain. Yeah. I mean, and I, and I understand certain people who get kind of frustrated with it. Um, I, I understand their sentiment because in my Sunday game, I have three players capable of counterspell. Yeah. Yeah, you do. I have three players who can counterspell. Three of them. So there are so like, uh, you know, I, I, I don't I don't add spells sometimes, but what I'll do is I'll add another caster. I'll even add in like um, like a chump caster like they're they're essentially like the mage template. Gotcha. Um, but they have some scrolls on them of spells. They have like, what I'll do is I'll, whoever's the strongest mage, essentially he wrote them two scrolls. So every of the higher mages have two scrolls. And if they're capable of third level spells, they don't get scrolls. But if they do, they get scrolls. So what happens is a lot of times, because I mean, you only get one reaction. So if there are at least two other mages here, that's a lot of baiting and resources. It, and you can't get too upset because they are spending resources because you have to use at least a third level spell slot. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah. To so, counterspell the spell. You know, forcing the mages to use their counterspells is in and of itself a tactic that can be used by the bad guys to make them dole out less damage. Which is which was going back to say what I did was because yeah. I knew that uh, I had there were a bunch of melee guys. And once, you know, Patinum characters start fireballing and shattering, yeah. they're going to start nuking them down. But what happened was, oh, this mage cast fireball towards you guys. I counterspelled it. Now this one cast. I have to counterspell it. Now this one cast. That's all they did. And they stay back. Yep. What am I doing is I'm, I'm forcing the mages to use up resources in order, you know, so that the melee guys can get in. Yes. Kind of deal. Exactly. There's definitely a lot of ways to get around it. So... You also definitely have to think about uh, like your your combat economy because once your players reach level five, not only do they get third level spells, but your melee people get extra attack. Yes, they do. And if some of them took like you know the shield, so they could shield bash. Some of them have like the butt strike. They're doing three. If it's a barbarian, God forbid, they're swinging three times anyway. Yeah, if they it, take the right one. Yeah. Yeah. So there are some of the barbarians going to swing three times and one of those attack and they could reckless all three with it. You know what I'm saying? So you got a lot of, you have to think about how much swinging your party's going to do. Yeah. How, yeah. cause you know, averages out will average, you know, dice are dice. And there are times where dice work in their favor. There are some times where the dice works against them, but you definitely have to look at what your party can do. Yes. When you make your encounter kind of deal. Yeah, so like the like, and, and that's easy to gauge. That gets a little easier to gauge when you're at the lower levels, and you can kind of see. All right, they play like this, they react like this. So that that encounter, the next time it happens, I can make it a little tougher. I can make it a little easier. Um, and mm-hmm. then encounters mm-hmm. from there, it's a good gauge because you're going to constantly be testing your players to see how strong they are. Right. That's at, at some and, point or another. And like, okay, uh, this is just something. First, like, and also. If you make a place and it, and it is, if uh, for instance, a dungeon that they're running in, um, not every fight in the dungeon has to be a deadly encounter either. No, like the a dungeon would have a like a, a myriad of different leveled 
people in it. Yes. Because you're not going to have someone super strong watching a gate. You know what I'm saying? Unless that gate was to the final boss. Right. So, like, I mean, in the front gate, you're not going to have, like, your two, like, level 8, CR8 monsters watching the gate. But then it's also patrolled by CR8s. Yeah. With the CR8 boss. And you're all level 5s. Yeah. Like, (laughs) you're not going to do that. Like, you know, there's some 2s. Some people on the lower end of the pole doing the 2. Because... As much as it's fun to challenge players, I also like to give my players a chance to feel strong. Yes, that's always important. Because I'm all about letting my heroes be heroes. Like, it's, yeah. just, it's just, you know, you're the hero. So sometimes you, you get to be the hero. Like, I've thrown in, like, okay, so here's a quest for you to deal with, like... And I've done it before, and it was just really fun. It was like, okay, you guys have did this. Someone's, you know, kind of like... Oh, my daughter's missing type deal. And they go to investigate and they realize, oh, it's like some freaking kobold orc type mess. And they're like, how strong are they? I cut them. Yeah, he's gone. Oh, yeah. And like, it's fun. Like they actually get a chance to like be like powerful. Flex a little. Right. To get the moment where like the orc boss is like, you know, was like talking smack to him. And then one of the characters comes up and just cut, 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 cut. Done. Are you not entertained? It, <laughs> it, you know, give your players that definite chance. Like every every moment, every step doesn't have to be a struggle with your encounters. So, random encounters. Yay. While you're traveling. Yes. I have a love-hate for random encounters. Mm, I love them. I, I, I have a genuine love-hate. I have a genuine love-hate. Because you roll enough of them, it, it can wear on you. Like Okay, so here... All right. All right, so... Uh, you're leaving the capital. You have two weeks of travel from the capital to the town you're going to. All right, that's 14 chances of random encounters. Okay, that's much. That's a little. It, 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 that's a little bit much. I, I agree. That's a little much each day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But an encounter doesn't have to be a fight. It doesn't. It doesn't. Thank it God. doesn't. But like. But I know. Um, in three oh three three oh five. Um. Oh man, there was but, someone who, who, there was someone who. Oh, oh yeah. We had ten days, and we rolled every day. Oh yes, and even when it was an encounter, we we it was ten days, <laughs> and I swear to God, you made me forget what I was gonna. I say. wanted I wanted these ten days. I wanted them to go away so badly. Oh my goodness. I almost ended the ten days by killing my character. That's how bad I wanted these ten days over with. Oh it my was, god. It, it it dragged like it dragged like it's super dragged yeah and i mean 10 days of roll your travel roll to rest roll your travel roll to rest so i'm not talking about 10 rolls yeah 20 like 19 rolls yeah and well here's the and that's the thing uh in 30 and and in, uh 35 they actually had a guideline for like how many fights you should have in a single day but and uh, and that means like a day of play, you know, in a single day of in-game play, you know, well, you're supposed to have this many encounters, and it equals, and I'm like, eh. But yeah. nowadays, you, you don't really, you don't really need to do that, and it's, that's more no. for leveling purposes. Because mm-hmm. um, I think it's like it's almost like it's like four or five you're supposed to have. I think in fifth. I think yeah, it's like I think it's like four or five. five. That sounds like so much. That's a lot. Well, and and I think that is when you're that's going so much when you're already in the area of the quest. 
you're going to have four or five encounters, but they all might happen within 10, 15 minutes of each other. Right, right. So I think in that regard, or maybe it'll give you enough time to have a short rest or something like that. But um, I think with, with uh, encounters, they don't need to be fights. You could run into an old man on the road that's selling you trinkets. You could, yes, yes. There could be a, a, a colossal black scorpion that's just rolling by. It doesn't see you, and it's just minding its own business. Something flies overhead. Something and... flies overhead, and you freak out for a second. Right. What do you do? You know, so it doesn't always have to be an instant fight. You could meet somebody who gives no. you information. They're fights every time, Nick. No. That's the way you do it. No. So guess how many times we roll fights huh. in those 19 rolls? How many? A lot. I bet. <laughs> 19 rolls it was so many battles that's so much like if a trip's gonna take a month you know i something i like to do um and uh and it's not that hard to do is all right here's a week i roll a dice that's how many encounters are gonna happen that week right or that's the potential number so if you roll bad four times well that's the limit now the rest of the trip's fine Okay, that's but, cool. But like, if it's like a month, okay, I change the dice size. I and um, my quote unquote random encounters. What I've done is I've made a preset list uh-huh. and I roll off the list. Once right. I roll that off the list, I check it off the list. Right, so that it's, can't happen. It's again. gone. That can't happen again. Um, and that that kind of helps it make it a little less random, and in a sense that it's not going to be all right. We're in a castle, an end keg. Fourteen explodes out of the fourteen of them. Fourteen. 14? I had to think. 14. 14 of them? My God. And and you know how, what? How many days did it take to travel that one week? <laughs> or no, wait, two weeks. It was two weeks. Uh, I, I, I'm trying to think how many. I think we were, I think I think we did it for almost four, four or five sessions. Damn. Just traveling. Damn. And it was just like. I just sat down and just was like, here I go again on my own. Yeah, baby. Okay. No, it was, it was terrible though. It, it was super, it was super terrible, man. It was, oh my God. Don't do that, please. Like, Unless your party like digs it. That's true. If that's true. I mean, like, that, yeah, go I for mean, it. cause like some of like my, my problem, my biggest problem was that some of them weren't even like significant like okay two knolls and i'm like we're we're, we're f- in a steamroll we're a five party of sixes why is two knolls coming out with six to out on six adventures yeah yeah no that's a problem because if if you look at who their, knows their intelligence is still high enough that they're gonna who be like knows? that's too many people for us arm to the teeth or like two of two players were in full plate, armed full plate, riding that, armored horses. Yeah, Knowles aren't that. Uh, I'm just saying. That, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. I know. But it's okay. Hey, now if those two Knowles were scouts and they happened to get caught, that's a little different. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. That's not what it's, happened. It's though. the way. Oh, yeah. It's 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 all about the way you use the monsters um, to um, make the encounter um, different, unique, or plausible. <laughs> okay, um, just for the record, I am not saying that I hate random encounters because I feel yes. like that's the way it kind of came a off. Lot of it, 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 that is not what I'm doing. That is not what I'm doing at all. Yeah. All I'm saying is, dag on it. You know, you don't have to k- kill your whole session with it. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I feel like there are, especially with some DMs, they feel like 
Like when it comes to travel, they have to make every little bit significant. And I understand that because you're, you're trying to show this narrative, but there is also something to be said by just kind of giving a really good, nice description of what the roads countryside looks like. If they have the encounters, let them happen and then keep moving. Like you don't, you know, there's no need to, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's just yeah. like when we spend out of a four hour session, like if we spend two hours of, of just traveling, not role play, but just hearing the scenery go by, I feel like that drags. Yeah, it, it can. And, and that, that's all I'm saying. Like, I don't, I don't like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be an a-hole about it. I'm just saying yeah. that there's, there's, there was a more efficient way to use your time. Yeah. Also the, con- you know, how contextual are the random encounters as well? Because um, you're when you get like if you're going to raid a goblin cave, um, a big one with like a, a good war boss in there, and you yeah, know, meeting the goblins on the get, way, yeah, the, the closer, yeah, that you makes get, sense. You're gonna hit patrols, and you're gonna hit them pretty often. That, that, yeah, that makes it makes way more sense. But if I'm like two miles from the city, and I've already fought like six things, that's kind of that, that doesn't make sense unless again you're in some kind of weird war scenario or something. Yeah. Not, and not the weird, things are just in a war scenario. Well, yeah, yeah. It's definitely reflect. Um, me personally, I usually use a 12, a D 12. Yeah. Um, and I'll, you know, so if there's a week of travel, uh, essentially, uh, 10 or higher, something happens. Yes. Um, usually only a 12 will make it like a creature. And there have been times where you guys have fought it, and there are some times where you guys have moved on. Yeah. Um, but this is me, and because I feel like I have such an aversion from it, I tend to not do it a lot. Yeah. If you notice that travel usually for me goes really smooth, yeah. except for when you're close. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so like travel for me is really, really easy until yeah. you get close to where you're going. And then it gets a little bit more treacherous. And but I, I've been yeah. getting better with that too. So like, it's it's one of those things that everyone needs to to like yeah. work on. And I started doing that too. Um, except uh, depending on the distance, I would change the dice size. Yeah. So if it's a couple of days, all right, instead of a 12, all right, if you roll a one on, on a D6, something's going to happen. Yeah. But I don't tell them what number. Sometimes I change the number. And also and we said that not every uh, encounter has to be a fight, too. We yeah, also mentioned exactly that. exactly right. Um, uh, one I can think of was uh, you guys who encountered the Lorelei. Oh my god. At watch. Oh man. And here's the thing, I just knew that there was a a cursed Lorelai there and she had like a terrible story. She was cursed, she was drowned there. Kind of like a a lover uh didn't want to like leave his wife type situation, so he drowned the woman there. And so she cursed that bit of clean water. Yeah. Um you guys ended up talking to her and like you like your paladin actually like helped release her spirit. Yeah. And got a gift from it. That could have totally been an encounter. That could have totally been a fight. But instead. But instead it was something that's else. exactly right. So, um, I mean, every creature, you can't do that. And I mean, Lorelai's are evil, but I just, like, the opportunity for that role play was so nice that I was like, you know what? Yeah, why not? You know, and I didn't make up that she was cursed. I was just like, when he was asking, like, why are you here? Why are you haunting this place? I was like, lover's quarrel. She was the other woman. It's hidden. She was yeah. Okay, let's go. Let's, Rolled let's, it out and got it done. Let's, yep. let's, let's go for it. And it turned out to be really fun. And you know, it was one of those things like, man, that was crazy. You know, you know, you did something really reckless and really insane. And it, I really 
I thought it was inspired. So, you know, you got a cool little water breathing boom. Yeah, yeah. Like you could that hold your cool. water like a little longer. Your breath hold- an hour, I think. Yeah. Per you day. Could, per yeah. day. Which was really rad. I ended up having to use that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, sometimes it just it just kind of depends on your your game and, and your scenario. So, uh, back to more like the grit and bones of uh, encounters because we kind of drifted off. Yeah. We mentioned it before, but environment matters as Absolutely. far as the uh, random encounters. Mm-hmm. It also can affect the CR. We've also mentioned that too. Yes. Um, you know, uh, are they setting in a, Are they walking into an ambush? How well is the ambush? You know, is it a bad ambush? Did they chop down a single tree that you guys could have walked over because they're kind of dumb? Did they, you know what I'm saying? Or did they did they dig a pit in behind the tree so when you stepped over, you fall? You know, how smart are the creatures that are setting this up? How smart are the humans or the bandits? Yes. Um, it just reminds me because uh, in, uh, in the game, Smitty had the guys who stepped in front of us and came out of the tall grass. Yeah. But they were holding swords, even though they had crossbows on their hips. Yeah. And then we started, like, admonishing them for it. Like, if you're going to be highwayman, why are you using the crossbows to stop the casters from doing this? How come there's nothing blocking us from escaping? You're the worst bandits. You know, it's... (laughs) (laughs) Do this better. Bandit better, dadgummit. Bandit better. (laughs) Bandit better. No, but, you know, it's those kind of things. Like, I mentioned it before, but... uh, we did those. We did those one shots when I made you like, "Hey guys, you get to make level, be like fifteen or seventeen. I think were, it was fifteen. Level fifteen. We char- were up there. You were level fifteen characters, and they were in a cobalt dungeon. Oh yeah. Just I didn't change. I, honestly, crazy enough, I didn't change the CRs too high or anything crazy like that. They were just kobolds. Um, I did use uh, some of the kobolds out of the Tome of Beasts that had like the chief in it and yeah. one of the other, but you know. Between the Mossman and Volos, you had the Trappers, the Alchemists, yep, all them, all the fun ones. Yeah, yeah and so you had a freaking level fifteen barbarian got dropped by six, like highest CR two kobolds. Yeah, because they weren't gonna fight him straight off. They kept tagging him and running, tagging him and running, and he kept running after him. Yeah, because he knew, oh man, if I cut one, they're dead. I'm like, yeah, you're probably gonna murder everyone you touch. Yep. But they're going to make it darndest. And he ended up dropping to zero, which was insane. Because overall, you know, because players, tactics, all that stuff, it kind of matters when it comes to encounters. Because there's the CR is not definitely the end all and be all. No, no, not at all. Yeah, it, it, it it's like the pirate code. They're guidelines. They're guidelines. Yes, they're, not, they're, not rule. <laughs> they're not rules. They're not rules. They're guidelines. Nice. They're, they're guidelines to help you. Yeah, because like, I use I use the encounter builder thing to kind of give me an idea, the little calculator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it gives me a vague idea of what something is, but I end up always using my own inspirations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and um, I don't know if we've covered it yet um, in super detail, but you know, using class levels, um, yes, to yes. modify monsters is always fun. Yeah, and one of my favorite things to do. Um, which my players have experienced at different times is, uh, for instance, in, in one of the cobalt dungeons I like to run, um, there's a there's a cave, a big cave, and then you get into the more carved out areas. But while you're going through the cave and down the tunnel, there's a false wall with a cobalt assassin in it. Ninja cobalt. And it waits till you go by, and then it explodes out and hits you with sneak attack, and it's basically a trap using a living creature. 
Yeah, his job awesome. is to get in there, stab, and try to get away, but yelling for help while they do it. So yeah, that, you know, like I, alert and get the shank get off. Get the shank off. Yeah, uh. and um, so uh, there was a there was a player who'd already played that dungeon once, but I wanted the newer players to experience it. Um, and so he was like, "All right." I look at the walls to my left and right. I'm like, "Cool," but he didn't know I had three hidden: one on the left side, one on the right side, and one in the ceiling. Oh, and when no. one went off, the other two came down. And that's amazing. And it was fun. And it and they are. They are literally just little glass cannons, much like a trap, because once you hit them, they're dead. Right. If you right. can hit them. And but they're there just as a as a, a resource um killer. You know, yeah. just I'm gonna take some like, hit it, points. And that's another thing. Like if if your party seems to have too much stuff, they have too much healing, too much stuff examine how many encounter like what kind of encounters you're making them go through like yes can they do one fight and then immediately get a long rest perfectly you know what i mean that's tough that, 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 that's gonna make it harder for you to challenge them like if every fight they can go okay guys let's 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 go outside and long rest mm-hmm. you know that just makes the you know and funny enough uh one of my groups that i played with with my co-workers love my co-workers um they did that there was uh they went back outside because they'd cleared the little front area and decided they would have a long rest that evening. Well, during that night, there were some cobalt assassins who went out and while they were sleeping, started cutting throats. They made it. Nobody went down for long, but it's like you're just, you're within a hundred yards of the cave. And after all that fighting, there's no, way, all, there's no way enough something's not going to happen. They're going to, you know, sleeping, like, especially if you're inside of the caves and you try to sleep, they're going to come get you. because They're going to come for you. They're going to come for you. Um, and that's just monster tactics and, you know, how intelligent the monsters are, the encounters don't have to be a monster. Um, but it changed it a little bit. Okay, now we can't do this long rest. We just wasted even more resources yeah. because it interrupted the long rest, you know. And so it... It's just another way you can modify it to make the encounter interesting and more more believable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, taking a long rest in a in a dungeon, um, in my opinion, it's about a- should not happen unless they've completely cleared the dungeon and are just staying the night for whatever reason. Yeah, or you know, or they like they have to absolutely, but they've tried to secure themselves mm-hmm. the best scenario to. And that's or- that's another thing with the encounters is one encounter, the first encounter can augment the second encounter which mm-hmm. can then augment the third uh, one of the things I like to do with my spellcasters and I learned it from Mike um, and it makes sense to me is you know if a fight's already gone down and somebody lets the mage that's at the back of the dungeon know that somebody's there when you walk in they've already given themselves armor they've already given themselves blur they've already given themselves this they've used all the spells that they would use defensively and have buffed themselves just ready for you to come in because they know you're there because they know you're why coming. wouldn't you prepare why wouldn't you prepare? Same thing. The goblins, uh, the, the, well, it's, it's either goblins or kobolds. I like them both. Uh, but the kobolds, you know, when they had them fall back, the kobolds fell back and fell back into shield walls with with with, with bowmen. Of course, the players were already gone at that point. Yeah. But if they would have kept trying to go forward, they would have found it to be very difficult. Right, because they were ready for them. Because they were ready. So, yeah. You know, so they, like, but that's just how I ran my Yeah, my Yeah, I mean, but like I said, there's just tons of ways you can kind of set yourself up to play uh, a little bit better. There's just tons of different things you can do oh, yeah. to kind of help yourself out in your encounters. So, I mean, but it also is like trial and error. So, yes. funny enough, um, we are doing something different. 
Because, yeah. you know, yeah. just with this whole segment, right. uh, we are going to randomly turn a page in our monster manual. And we're going to see a monster. And each of us are going to do like two minutes on what we would do with it. Are you ready? Okay, Tell ready. me when to stop. Go. Right there. We got. <laughs> okay. Hey. All right. So uh, we have a were tiger. Awesome. Okay, Nick. Were tiger. Well, what are you doing, man? What are we doing? Well, let's see. Uh, I would probably have the were tiger appear somewhere in a jungle scenario. Right, right. Um, it just makes sense um, for what they are. Um, they can obviously shape change into a tiger. So I could. Um, one thing you can do is to make it seem like it's just a wild animal. Have it act like a wild animal. It stalks the party, um, and it doesn't shift until it's about to fight. What's and it, it might even shift. What's a uh, CR? CR is four. So that okay. good. So like for a, a group of level two or threes. Um, definitely, um, I think would be fair for a group of, uh, you know, level threes. I, cause this kind of fight, if you're fighting a were tiger, if they're not in a group, it's, it's going to be sing- a single one that's hunting. Yeah. Um, he caught you, yeah, he caught he, you out there in the caught jungle you out there. Yeah. Cause we're creatures all act a little differently based on it. So for me, um, especially because it has a good chunk of attacks when it's in its humanoid form, but also in its hybrid hybrid or animal form, um, for me, uh, he would he would ambush first in his normal tiger form to kind of throw him off, and then transform when it was when it was ready. So, for instance, the tiger might get caught. They might even notice a tiger following them. Uh-huh. What do we do about the tiger? Oh, it's gone now. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. So, with a were tiger, I would almost play a long game, and okay. would, and okay. I would more than likely you, use it as uh, at least in me. I would use it as a random encounter. Uh-huh. Um. But if I had to use it as a boss, um, then he would he would probably like a, not maybe like a keeper, maybe like a keeper, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like a watcher protecting the area. But otherwise, yeah, I think that's what I'll do. It's 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 a pretty straightforward encounter right yeah. there. It can transform. It would use its uh, God knows because of its its nature. And I'm reading here, you know, pounce is amazing. Yeah, pounce is always amazing. Um, and when with a forty foot movement speed, especially if they're traveling. Oh, I don't know, in a dense jungle. Um, it can get in there, attack, move back. Yeah. Get in there, attack, move back. Yeah. Uh, oh, you're starting to do damage on it? Guess what? Now I'm going to transform and I'm going to hit you even harder because now it's a fight for my life. But the were tiger's smart and probably won't fight to the death. Yes. So you just have to injure it enough and then I would call it back and then it might start stalking you again. You don't know. Uh, definitely, I'm definitely the same idea. Uh, I'm definitely thinking a a, a jungle kind of like a, you know, a little, little tropical something going on. Um, I'm thinking like maybe kind of, if I were to give it anything, maybe like give it just the very, very beginnings of ranger skills. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Give it some ranger skills, especially like if it's in a jungle, it already can use a long bow. You know what I'm saying? It, uh, yeah. That kind of thing. Uh, maybe it has a companion, like like a, another another tiger. So it almost looks like a pack running together. Um, my first instinct, though, is kind of like what you said. Uh, I would have the tiger uh, maybe attack the party, yeah, and full in his in his full form, and maybe even bait it out. Maybe try to bait a player to chase it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? More like picking someone off when they're alone. You know, uh, rush in scratch someone in the back 
dive into, you know, and maybe the first time the party lets it slide. And then maybe the second time, maybe he'll, you know what I'm saying? And if he's trying to get someone alone, once they start chasing this animal through the forest, he transforms, you know, maybe during that dense jungle, you're going to leave some players behind. Cause mm-hmm. when you're, cause if the jungle is dense enough, Oh, it's difficult to rain for some people. Oh, there's a ranger in your group. Well, they're moving normal through this jungle. Everyone else is not. Now your ranger has like 60 feet, and 80 feet, you know 90 what? feet ahead of his party. Yes. He transforms and now gets into it. Yes. And the thing about that is also because uh, the, the jungle was thick, it might have made traps and it might use its tiger form to lure you to those traps. Right. Um, it, so it, like, like ropes, just like to delay some of your people. Like, yeah, oh man, one of your guys just pulled wires. up in a rope. Yeah, pulled up in a rope, something like that. So there's a lot of fun you can have with a were tiger or yeah. any of the other were yeah. creatures in the book. Yeah, like freaking, I, I would have some of them like uh, first blood John Rambo traps. <laughs> yeah, just, just, I mean, just stitch fog, like just jabbing in the legs and things like that. That would be really fun. That uh, that'd be really fun. So yeah, uh, were tiger. It's in the monster manual. What is that? Page two ten. I can't see. Yes, it is. Okay, so where Tiger page two ten. Uh, once again, just saying we're gonna start doing that just because it's fun. We talk about monsters. So guys, we just want to thank you for listening to us talk about encounters. Uh, hopefully, you found a bit of it helpful, uh, even the rant part. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, remember, just encounters are it, it's trial and error. Yep. Don't feel like uh, if don't feel like uh, you you got you have to get it perfect on the first go just do your best and kind of feel it out as you go nope all right so uh we are drinking Folgers classics because i need to buy more coffee (laughs) you made it great though yeah i mean like i brewed a little i brewed it i mean i brewed it i can get a new coffee machine so you know like you'd actually click the little strength of the brew so it's on it's on the it's on the little middle one now all right you know so uh with uh a dab of french vanilla and uh, just like a spoonful of sugar to help it go down. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, I liked it. Uh, that's gonna be uh, it's gonna be an eighteen for me. Oh man, yeah. Uh, I also like my coffee. I'm gonna give it a uh, a sixteen. Uh, I think I could have used a little less sugar. I'm starting to get like on more like less sugar because yeah. like I was like my drinks are getting really sweet, and now I'm starting to my taste starting to change for it. But you know, that's a thing. Excelsior type stuff. So, <laughs> so uh, once again, uh, guys, continue to listen to us. Continue to like. Uh, continue to comment. Continue to share us. We appreciate everything you guys are doing. Um, we appreciate your patience. Uh, there is definitely more content coming. Currently working on a game to record over podcast so that uh, you guys can enjoy that as well. Um, but until then, remember, the quest never ends. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you like us, please follow us on Facebook at the DM World at 9029. Or you can follow us on Twitter at DM World 9029. Thanks for your support, guys. Keep listening. And remember, once again, the quest never ends.